video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 211 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my hail-bop homeboy, Mr. <laughs> Grizz. What the fuck is up, my to man? The fucking moon and back, baby. Everybody, oh, let's yeah. drink the Kool-Aid. Let's get on board. Put the fucking Nikes on, because we're coming oh, back shit. at you with another banger episode this week. With a fucking yes. another obscure-ish kind of movie in the low budget well extremely low budget but i think definitely in the bad taste video realm mike why don't you lay these people lay it on them what are we what are we covering this week this week we watched the quote-unquote found footage 1989 alien invasion slash abduction i'm i'm i i mean i i was gonna say masterpiece but I, I want to use a different word, but right now I'll just say masterpiece. The McPherson tape, a.k.a. Alien An Abduction. Abduction. Yes, correct. Now, this movie's pretty cool because it transcends, I guess you could say, communities or interest groups. You have the VHS collector, the movie watcher, the uh, film, uh, what do they call it, a cine- cinephile or whatever. Oh, that's a good word. You have that, you have that group that are, are watching this movie and are like, wow, this is one of, if not the first complete found footage movie that, you know, you're probably going to find anywhere. Then there's that other group that thinks this movie is real. And that is fucking awesome. We'll get that. into that uh, when we actually, you know, go into the movie and everything. But dude, I'm I'm pretty pumped to cover this one. We watched this together when yes. you came to my house. Uh, I have no idea why I put it on, but I, I seem to watch it like once a month. I think uh, I suggested I it actually because I was like, oh, there it is. Let's fucking put that on the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we were curious about um, what the transfer was oh, like. Oh, yeah, because it's the and new if, uh, 4K, if, right? Or not 4K, yeah, but I think 2K or whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, I know that they just put out that release. And we were wondering if that was the same, you know, copy, I guess, which we aren't sure. We, we aren't 100% sure. If you own the DV, uh, the Blu-ray of the McPherson tape, uh, what is it, American Genre Films, right? Is that yeah, who did it? Slash uh, Vinegar Syndrome, their partnership. If you have that, let us know. What's what's it look like? Is it, uh, you know, is it like J.R. Bookwalter, Robot Ninja Blu-ray, you know, Skinned Alive Blu-ray, or is it... Um, Rocktober Blood DVD VHS rip (laughs) uh, transferred to a Blu-ray. I have so many of those fucking Blu-rays, dude. Killer Workout Blu-ray and all that shit. It looks so... It's it's literally a VHS rip on a goddamn Blu-ray disc. There's no point in it at all. You thought they got rid of that shit with the DVDs because a a lot of those Uh, DVDs that I bought like in the early 2000s when they started releasing this shit... They're all just VHS rips. Like, it just has the big fucking black bars on the side. It's so fucking funny. But, I, I you know, it never bothered me. 
because you were just trying to fucking watch the movie. You didn't oh, care yeah. if it was widescreen. You didn't care if it was actually HD. You just you found a copy of this at like fucking Suncoast or whatever or uh, Coconuts. I used to buy used ones. Coconuts. Like there you go. What the fuck? You remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Coconuts no, is. No. That might have been a local one. I don't know. It don't might know be. That was outside of Long Island, but. I would buy used DVDs there. You'd get things for like three dollars, four dollars, oh, yeah. and you we would had just like be a like, "Sound Garden." That was our like fucking local place. With wow, like, how did they not get sued? I don't know. But there was like there's multiple locations in Western New York of the Sound Garden, and that's where you get like Still local. There? No, not anymore. I'm sure <laughs> where right. they might get sued now, but that place was the shit, dude. I found so many of like those albums and stuff that changed my entire perspective on music. That's why I found like Prowler in the Yard from pig destroyer Damn. and i was like dude this is this is so unique and different and but they had like a lot of dvds and shit and that's where i got a lot of those as well where but i think at that time period we were just so uh, accustomed to watching vhs tapes that like that's the format that like our brain kind of saw movies in so we didn't even think twice about buying a dvd that looked just like a vhs tape we weren't expecting yeah. it to be this like Oh, this remastered fucking the sound is all fucking crisp and the the colors are adjusted. Like none of that none of that mattered. It, like you just said, it was holy shit, we can actually watch this movie now. Let's fucking put it in. Yeah, this was uh I guess for me at least before I started using eBay really. I didn't have my own eBay account or anything like that. So I wasn't going on there cherry picking things, which things were cheaper at that time but uh, you know you were kind of stuck to what you could find locally at garage sales um by that point in the 2000s most of your video stores completely got rid of their vhs tapes already that shit was all gone you know it was only dvds in there um it was i guess a different time so you would just be happy to get you know oh finally uh return of the living dead or whatever the fuck you were trying to watch like oh here i got it for five dollars on dvd you know what it's i mean it's so funny to it's, me dude that like the the culture of movie watching and it's not uh, it's not even just like the horror community and all that shit it's just like the the what, what was that fucking harvard word that you fucking said earlier sin of fucking what am a draft cinephile that's the one right so those motherfuckers like people who just watch these movies like that's like this weird thing that's kind of like new where they are so like obsessed with like the quality of the scans and like you know what's been done to the original that's been upgraded on these blu-rays and stuff where it's like it, it's it's such a fucking nerd culture that's come out of like hey man, people are into i'm it. guilty as fuck of it bro come on like you've heard me on here talk about it so like i'm not i'm not hating anybody i'm a nerd as as they come but i'm just saying it's such a weird thing that's come from this uh technology of like making movies look so much better than they originally intended to that now it's this like almost competition within companies of who has the better scans and all this fucking nerd lingo that everybody <laughs> talks about now i love it it's cool as fuck man it's just so it's so interesting how with new technology comes new obsessions yeah I, I wonder if like everybody who does that with the new scans like i wonder if their dads were like that with laser discs oh like, sure oh, man oh yeah, yeah totally hey, check this out it's, it's, like, the, it's like Kyle and his Betamax. He's like, it's, it's far superior. It's just it's so much better. <laughs> I only use Super VHS. It's okay. It's fine. Um, now, this movie, the McPherson tape, comes from the, the time period of uh, video store rentals, tape trading, bootlegging, um, finding things for sale at swap meets and other gatherings. 
this uh, this movie, I would say, is highly. I'm not gonna. It's not underrated, but I feel like it's not appreciated as much as it should be. Um, okay. As we said, it's probably one of the first found footage films that the whole movie is just shot on video found footage i can't think of another one that the whole movie is like that by that point can you no not 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 in like 80 look 89 we said yeah there might have been i cannot i feel like we've talked about something earlier but i don't think it was fully well i think we've mentioned how like technically like things like cannibal holocaust are the beginning of found footage movies and stuff like that but i don't think that would qualify in the same realm as you're saying is this being like front to back this is uh, given to you as something that is uh, completely real and original, like, content. Yeah, and uh, filmed in quote-unquote one take. Um, maybe. Maybe it was, and then they edited it down. That's where you get uh, some of those little, like, blips in yeah, the we'll tape. Yeah, we'll get into, like, like sh- that whole thing of it, because it was a, a point of discussion for me and you with this film i think before we we give people a trailer or whatever we're going to give them this week i think we should maybe talk about a little bit of like the history of the film because i feel like in our discussion we're going to talk about the film but there's a lot to that that i feel uh goes into the mystique if you will of uh the quote-unquote mcpherson storm. tapes yeah a, a perfect storm of there we go yeah coincidences or I, I don't know but uh, we got this this guy, Dean Aliado, who is the director, writer. He filmed it, I think, right? Stars he's the it. guy behind yep. the camera. Um, he's like, okay, I'm going to make a movie. I got, I think, 6000 bucks to make this movie. And he decides, okay, I'm going to make like a War of the Worlds that's like shot on video. It's like, cool. That's a sick idea. Great right? idea. So he goes, he, he makes this movie. And he gets uh, this. Is, I'm doing this all off the top of my head right now. So if I'm a little bit wrong, guys, please. I'm with you, dude. Slack. I think between the two of us, uh, we can handle this. He got distribution, I believe, from Axiom, I yes. think was the name of that distribution company. Correct. And before it got a complete wide release, the warehouse that the tapes were stored in were burnt down. Now, these were under alien abduction. That's what the name of the tape would be. There are some out there. Um, promo copies sent to video stores, etc. There are actual copies of this tape. I know somebody that's had one at one point. Um, very truly cool rare. To see. Like when we yeah, talk about rare. rare tapes, because of the circumstances and the true history of what happened, it is in fact a very rare tape. This isn't like oh, yes. October blood rare. This is a fucking rare tape. Yes, and how a lot of people saw this was through bootlegging now here is the thing with these bootleg copies (laughs) some of them that are out there didn't have credits there's no title card or anything like that you're just getting the movie so like as soon as the camera starts like that's where you're in and as soon as it ends that's where you're out and that's what happened with this is people saw this and went holy fuck this is real yeah, like this is actual because it's it's shot on video. It looks like it's a fucking five year old's birthday party that's you know it's being taken, being filmed on a on the family camcorder, and this fucking alien abduction scenario happens. 
and because and of this whole like you know mm-hmm. what mike is saying where you were given these copies with no credits no titles or anything like that that's where the mcpherson tape name comes into play because people were given that with no title with no nothing with with just the name the mcpherson tapes and when you hear that i feel like that adds so much realistic credibility to what you're seeing if you see it with no credits no directors or anything like that you're like oh the uh-huh. mcpherson's tape this has to be the fucking mcpherson family even though it's not but it, you you immediately think that and i think that adds to the mystery the history the whole fucking like people believing that this was a legitimate i mean tom DeLong jerks off to this to this day this is yeah, his this absolute is... fucking favorite movie of all time it's, uh, all i picture all I picture is Alex Jones oh sitting God. in his fucking chair in like 1991 and like like one of his buddies like gave him this tape at work and he Holy like watches shit. it and he's like oh, like something broke in his brain just this like what started the, the light bulb the light bulb went out you know what I mean oh it was one God. of those things but dude this is this is awesome I haven't I have no history with this movie I heard about it later on just because of a, you know, VHS collecting and all True. that shit. I didn't see this till I was, you know, way older. Uh, this wasn't something I saw in a video store. It wasn't something that was apparently, uh, you know, for sale anywhere. You saw UFO uh, conspiracy theorists, which aliens are real, but 100%. these people are, Dude, these people are saying like Elvis is an alien and all that shit. Not, not, not I true. Mean, I mean, on that topic, 100% aliens are real. If, if yeah. the, the universe is so vast and you are an egotistical maniac, if you fucking think that we are oh, dude, uh, alone agree. in this, for sure. We we have stated that over and over on this podcast we that believe. we truly believe in aliens. Yes. We truly believe. You know what, dude? Let's hit the trailer. I think uh, the genre of video, Vinegar Syndrome 1, has a trailer that we could probably oh, play. Oh, nice. Yeah, great call. McPherson tape uh, or or alien abduction, whatever UFO abduction, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I'm, I'm a couple beers in already, so uh, <laughs> I'm not caring as much. So, uh, Grizz, um, do you believe anybody who says they saw this as a kid? No, absolutely not. <laughs> get your hipster yeah, ass out of here. Get your fucking yeah, bullshit. I don't, either. I don't either. All right. I just wanted to get that no, out of the way. Right. Let's be clear. That's, that's fucking so, bullshit. <laughs> So the premise behind this movie, you have a family gathering for the nieces. I think it's a, it's the niece of whoever, I guess the guy, uh, Eric is Eric. The one that's recording. No, Michael is recording, yeah. right? 
pretty that's sure me. that's how it goes. It's um, lit Lambo. Yeah, so, so it's this girl's five year old uh, fifth birthday party. They're having this fucking get together. The whole family's over. You got a fucking grandma. You got the aunts, the uncles. And all of a sudden, boom. What the fuck was that? We got to check it out. They go into the woods, the uncles. What do they see? A fucking alien spacecraft with ET, aliens. Baby. E.T.'s baby. <laughs> and they end up getting uh, assaulted. Uh, the house is assaulted by these aliens. And you're getting the point of view of the family uh, from inside. And this whole time, um, I guess it's like, it's, it's weird. Um, this movie is not really a horror movie. Oh, yeah, I would agree right? with that. No, and I don't think they were trying to make a horror movie at all, either. I don't think that was the yeah. intent. The, the whole time you're going to watch, like, when you're watching this movie, the whole time you're just going to be thinking, like, why aren't people freaking out more? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, and, and, and for me, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking, uh, how... How did they kind of do this? Honestly, is what I is what I'm thinking when I'm watching this. Really? Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. I, okay, so like we talked about it a little bit where we touched on how this was supposedly done in one take. I, that's that's not 100 percent accurate. There are obvious cut points that are made to kind of look like it's not a cut point, but it it, it is. However, this hour long movie has such long takes and with such natural dialogue that feels just it it feels so real like obviously what's going on around them doesn't feel real but like the birthday party conversations and, and, and it's little things where it's like in a movie dialogue happens one at a time you know nobody over talks each other there's not two conversations happening at once in, in typical movies and in this it's very much like a group of people talking there. Yeah. You know, the mom will be talking to the cameraman. And at the same time, there's like a little girl talking to their mom about something that's also happening. And it's, it's, it just is like, how the fuck did they plan all of this and do it so naturally where it's like, this doesn't feel rehearsed. This doesn't feel like these people are saying lines. It just feels like he's filming what's happening. And I think that is why, there's a level of credibility to people believing that it was real because it's hard to wrap your head around that these people are able to pull this off. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously nobody was a professional actor or anything like that. Um, they did improvise all their lines, everything like that. And it's incredibly hard to do shit like that. Like was the Blair witch completely improvised like pretty much no, right I, I don't was it really improvised is that the whole i think a lot of that i think a lot of that shit was man that's so it's so crazy to me especially because Go you listen have to like, our episode on it we we probably we probably told you in the episode and we forgot <laughs> I, I would love to go back and listen to the episode myself i love that fucking movie dude we should cover the new one. I don't know if we did that, but the new one is fantastic. No, we didn't man. do that one. Yeah, we could we could do that one. That's I love more of that. a fall movie. We'll get into that yeah, like yeah. in September. I like that September show. We got a lineup coming. But uh, yeah. but yeah, like, and it's so funny to me because there's also like this group of people that latched onto this that were uh, the UFO like enthusiasts, like that community. They were the ones 
that got this tape under the McPherson name with the no credits and shit. And so like for this to have like been like circulating that like uh, underground UFO scene that happened in the nineties with like a lot, there was a lot of big names and like science and shit. They were getting into that at the time. So I just imagine this being so fucking blown up and it's, and like there is credibility behind the actors and the, the naturalness of what's happening, but there's also like an immediate disconnect from when I see the aliens. Yeah, so, I don't the, know if that happens with know. you, but like as soon as I would, it's a different time. It's it's the early '90s. Special effects aren't what they are now, you know. Blah 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 blah. But still, these aliens are like feeders, almost <laughs> level fucking aliens, bro. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's little, it's little girls with like masks on, That's like grays. They look like like your typical gray alien, yeah. you know. Like that's what they're yeah. going for. Yeah, and you know what? I, I watched this movie on a fucking 65-inch TV. Maybe if you were watching it on, like, your fucking little 12-inch Sony that you had Combo. in your room yeah. growing up. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe it, like, wouldn't look as uh, unbelievable. To me, it doesn't bother me. I never thought this movie was real. I never thought that this was, like, a legitimate thing. But I don't know how you could see that, like, those alien shots and think that it's, like... Oh yeah, that's that's an alien. Yeah, like, like that's, that's my point. Like, I, when I watch something like this, and it's like the same way with like when the first time I watched Cannibal Holocaust, I, I hear, oh, people thought this was fucking real and blah blah blah. So when I watch Cannibal Holocaust, I'm immediately thinking, how could somebody think this is real? And with that, I'm like, well, I could definitely see how a motherfucker would think this is real. <sighs> but with this, I'm watching it and having that same you know notion going in, and as soon as I see the alien when he when he when the because they shoot one off the roof and which they, is an incredible trick shot that oh he yeah. like shoots through the fucking blind, ceiling blind through the ceiling hits this yeah. motherfucker but they go yeah. outside and they bring it into the fucking one bedroom and they Stupid show it move don't ever right, do that why the fuck would you bring a dead alien into your house leave that fucker outside and, and so like they bring it in and they put it in the bedroom and that's where you first like can see the alien full size body and shit like because when you first see the 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 encounter in the woods i think that looks pretty good and i'm not yeah, taken out of it at that it's, point it's like a it's far enough away and the zoom of the camera it's is bad enough yeah. where like it, it looks fine that looks fine but as soon as you see him lay that little fucking kid down in the room with the mask on you're like oh man like honestly in my opinion don't show them at all throughout the entire film not the ending not the 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 fucking dead one i say you leave that up to the viewer's imagination and come up with another way to end it that implies doom for the family but without showing anything because the human imagination will always be scarier than what you're able to put on screen in my opinion i think that would be a hard watch for me yeah if there was nothing yeah dude just people disappearing like going outside and not coming back like what is this a high school play like <laughs> you know I mean, what i mean it like, has to, to be me, done right i mean but i'm not saying you don't show like like what they did with the the first scene where they show it but they don't really give away the illusion the magic trick isn't gone by showing what they showed i think there's ways of of doing it that aren't as obviously corny as what they did here. I, I think they could have spent a little bit more time just on the alien look. I yeah. think that would have solved a lot of issues that uh, they could have definitely did a better job with the design 
of the aliens, especially since like you do see them rather like in focus and you know, the right front of the camera at the end. I mean, yeah, spoiler so, right at the end, the, the, the whole ending of the film is basically they've been trying to keep him out of the house the whole time. They find out that the fucking dead aliens no longer in the bedroom. You fucking geniuses. And, and then like, the camera gets set down and you see fucking four, what is it? Like three or four of the greys walk into the house. They look at the camera, the camera glitches and then shuts off implying that they're going to abduct the family. Yeah. And something that I like really think is kind of funny about that is like, are they implying that the one quote unquote dead alien, like unlock the door to let them in? Yeah, remember, he's like, the back door is unlocked. He gets all fucking crazy. Is it supposed to be that that alien, like, unlocks the door? It has to be, right? And that's how they eventually get into the house is through the the unlocked door. So so this is where, like, I have, as as much as I think this, this movie is cool for what it is, uh it's it's great for the history. I love things that have this, uh, you know, mystery to them and all that shit this is a fucking one time watch man like yeah this is not a rewatchable film in any way in my opinion so i i do like this movie a lot i i really do like this movie it's entertaining to me for whatever reason i don't know but i could see how a lot of people may see it that way because not much really happens in the movie um you don't really see anything like you're not gonna see somebody get fucking abducted you're not going to see anybody get probed or anything like that. Nobody's ha- no hanging alien There's dong. No or dong like at all, dude. It's yeah. Um, oh, it's frustrating. So I could see how I could see how people would find it like to be a hard watch uh, in general. Um, now the way that I look at it is like it's a faux alien abduction, so it's just like cool to watch it through that lens. You know what I mean? Like a conspiracy theorist think this is real. So let me let me watch it. Like it's entertaining. That part to me that I do way. enjoy about it, and that's like the, the that's what makes watching it interesting to me is keeping that in my mind and dissecting it from that point of view of being like, how could a rational human being, you know, think this is real? And then I also have to take apart the fact that I'm watching it on a cleaned up version that's much brighter. It's, it's not a twelfth generation VHS copy, right? It's not everything's not completely black and like i'm sure i can actually see the aliens in this copy way more than you would ever see them in the original vhs so i'm I'm being critical of something that was never meant to be seen so i i get that part of it and i would love to see the original vhs of this i think it would probably be really cool to watch that format yeah i'm kind of curious what it looks like also what like an original copy we're talking about like the tapes that were released to the video stores and everything um not you know a bootleg from fucking the mid 90s yeah, or whatever i, I want to see like a i want to see a real copy of this tape i want to see what that looks like but you know people forget you know back in the day like you were making copies of copies of copies of copies copies degrading and like degrading not, and not <laughs> yep yep and like not everybody had a great vcr too so like you were having fucking tons of issues with that shit so you know maybe when you were watching this that you got it five bucks at some fucking like carnival somewhere 
maybe it looked more real because you could barely sure. see what the fuck was going on. You know, I miss Plus that your, your time TV period. probably wasn't as bright. Maybe I don't know. Oh, dude, or or basic internet at least. Yeah, even yeah, but, but like just you know, yeah, even dial up era was was still good yeah. when the, the pages loaded one little fragment at a time. <laughs> Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight era. Cause like that's when the mystery was like still real, you know. You weren't sure about things because the information wasn't so readily available. So like your your friend's fucking stoner older brother would tell you some fucking crazy shit on the bus, and then you'd be like, oh, it's got to be fucking real. Like it's that's that's the word on the street, you know. There's no way to validate it. I saw like a really funny. I guess it's it's like a meme of some sort. But it was like, oh, my daughter asked me, like, how, like, before the internet, like, how did I find out, like, about things? It's like, oh, my aunt would tell me misinformation and I would repeat it for 20 years. <laughs> that's it. 100%. <laughs> Dude, that's what it was. And you know what? You're right. Like, the mystery is gone now. Like, back in the day, I was fucking, like, terrified oh, of, God. like, you know, the Crypt Keeper and shit like that. Now, if I Google the Crypt Keeper, you see them fucking with the hand up the, the puppet's ass right. and all, all that the stuff. All the mystery's like, gone. It's all gone. Like, there's no more um, mystique behind anything wrestling. Like, as a kid, you had no <sighs> idea wrestling was K-fabe, fake. man. You had no idea. Nowadays, kids see John Cena in a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I guess, you know, wrestling isn't real. you know it's it's such a weird thing man like as and it goes back to that whole like technology thing that i was talking about earlier how it it changes so much and like the way we perceive things and uh it's almost a bummer we sound like a bunch of fucking boomers right now being like oh the times when things were better before technology ruined it dude i'll give you another instance that i bet you a lot of people can fucking you know relate to Think, you know how we all love the Halloween season, right? All Absolutely. that shit. You could get fucking Halloween stuff any day, anywhere, 100%. anytime on the internet. It don't matter. Back in the day, you'd you be waiting. Wait, and all dude. of a sudden, one day in the store, you went in and boom, there's like Halloween fucking decorations. And that meant like, oh, fuck. All of a sudden, you were fucking getting ready to be, you know, get your tape ready to fucking record the movies that were going to be coming on and all that shit. Like, yeah. that's gone now. That's even, all at your fingertips now. Even There's me and my no buddy, fucking- we were just talking about, like, simple things like like McDonald's toys and shit like that when we were kids and, like, how quality and cool things were. Like And, like, Halloween was so awesome. You'd get those fucking buckets from mcdonald's that would like smell like french fries like 10 years uh, later forever it's in the plastic oh dude i can remember the way smell them motherfuckers. does the buckets does the bucket smell like french fries or do french fries smell like the, <laughs> like bucket? the buckets either way I, w- I wish i had one of those buckets to huff right now dude i'd be fucking face first in that bitch but like dude like the cool fucking toys that we would get from places like that it just seemed like such a uh, a, be- a better time. Nostalgia is, is setting in on me on tonight, Mike. It's it's a it's a simple thing that I think uh, Dude, other people can relate to. If we have like any really young listeners, which you of course should be over the age of eighteen, listening to us with this explicit language, but um, you would fucking be appalled and just confused at how hard it was for me and my friend down the block to see fucking leprechaun (laughs) 2 
Like I'm, t- it was like a quest Good to fucking Lord. see that movie. Like our our parents wouldn't rent it, f- like rent it for us. It wasn't on like TV that we could watch it. Like all the neighbor kids and stuff. Like none of them had any of that shit. Like, dude, it, it took us getting a neighbor's son, like the 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 seventy year old neighbor's like grown ass son. Hell yeah, it was to like a cool make one. us a co- to make us a copy so we could watch to see leprechaun 2 it took weeks to get this fucking thing like can you believe that Just type it in like, now you can watch it in an instant no problem dude in an instant you can I, shit that we it took us fucking years to find you literally have it in like the suggested watch movie now uh suggested watch movie section like dude like to see madman and all that stuff it's there now you know how long it took me to like find that to like even see it and all that shit come the fuck on i used to have to pick seeds out of my marijuana michael could you fucking believe this shit the audacity of these motherfuckers nowadays to not have to worry about this shit can you even buy a nickel bag anymore is that even a bro have you ever you smoked out of a that? fucking crushed pop can? Come at me, dude. Like, let's talk about real old school. Pop can. Damn. Dude, am I the oh, here's a here's a question. Please, everybody else, uh, let me know also. Who the fuck else says soda? I feel like everybody says pop. And, and uh, uh, like should I never I, heard I should have anybody said soda s- can. Is that what I should Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my soda god. Soda can. It feels so weird. Soda can. You know, a majority of the country is probably like, yeah, that's what you fucking say. Soda can. And my dumbass Western New York. Ah, it's fucking pop. That's what we call it. Well, like, like, um, you know, like crush. Yeah. You know, crush like the, does it say orange soda on there or does it say orange cola, orange pop? What does it say on there? I don't have a can of fucking crush in front of me. Well, right well, now. Well, well, I'm just saying like, like on like, you know, you have like soda water. Yeah, but you know like, what I mean, and it and it's seltzer basically, right? But soda it's sort of pop. Water like if it's the full term, so you're choosing to say one, I'm choosing to say the other. It's just, <laughs> we're abbreviating either way. We're, we're splitting hairs potato, here. Potato, potato, exactly. Right? Soda pop. It's a soda pop game. <laughs> All right. So it's the McPherson tape. Jesus Christ. Um, something that I found hilarious when doing a little bit of research on this, I had no fucking clue that there was a remake from the 90s um, done by the same guy. He got like a million bucks this time to make oh the movie. God. They played it on like UPN 9, which is fucking hilarious. WWOR TV. Exact 10 year anniversary. Wasn't it like 1998, 99 that he did that shit? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I it was that. around that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good 10 year mark. I, have, I had no idea this existed. I have never seen it. I am going to fucking watch it as soon as we're done recording. I'm finding it online and I'm going to fucking watch this guy. It looks pretty movie. cool, man. It, uh, it looks to be shot on video also. So it's keeping up with that tradition. Um, I it, shot on digital, right? It, no, it actually looks like it's shot on handheld. Oh, shit. Legitimately, it looks shot on handheld. It looks like a shot on video movie from the early 90s. Sick. And, uh, it actually features the McPherson family this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, they're, he's playing into that whole McPherson tape thing. Honestly, I didn't know about it either. You said it. I looked it up. I found some still shots. And, dude, it looks fucking awesome. 
it looks so much better than this that I am so interested in checking it out. Alien abduction incident in Lake County. Yes. I think this one's supposed to take place in like Minnesota something, right? And I think the one, I think the McPherson tape, the OG is supposed to be Connecticut, maybe? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, this one looks pretty cool, man. I, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I hope it's I hope it's streaming somewhere. But man, you're right. This does look like it's it's shot on video too. That's what I'm saying. It looks great, doesn't it? In comparison. What the fuck, dude? Imagine getting a million dollars to make a shot on video movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, imagine putting like legit fucking like just like effects in general like practical effects crazy crazy good the thing level practical <laughs> effects on a fucking shot on video oh, it'd movie. be awesome well that's the thing that's like this movie is missing there it, like because it doesn't really lend itself to it there is no sp- special effects really besides some alien suits for the little girls there's some lights zero gore you know there's really nothing like that and the one thing i'm seeing from the remake though is that there does look to be like some cool effects some bloody scenes and stuff like that so i i got a feeling dude that the second one might be something we have to cover in the near future so like i said to you before when we were discussing this before we started recording i will <laughs> give it a test i will see what it's like if i think you will actually be entertained by it We'll, we'll, go we'll for cover it. it. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. I kind of like, is this like a big genre? Like, a like is there, a, like, I want to see more shot on video alien abduction. Alien, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, specifically alien not, shot not, on video. I, well, not, I want to see alien, like, abduction movies. Yeah. Like this. Like, there's feeders and feeders too, things like that. I want to see fucking like horrifying shit and I don't want to see like fire in the sky. That's like a fucking major motion picture. Nah, I want to see low I, budget creepy shit. Things that are like, yes, fucking are like, whoa, this is heavy kind of shit. Dude, like there's got to be more stuff out there. There's not enough alien horror out there. And I feel like whenever anybody like makes an alien horror movie, oh, it's, it's always got to be some like, yeah, it's and it's got to be like the monster has to be like something from the thing. Or, you know, have this like Geiger ish you know, fucking look to yeah. it and stuff. I want to see, I just want to see Grays, bro. Hide them in the shadows in the woods somewhere. And that's all I, I that's all I want. You can yeah. make that shit look like Slender Man. That's all I give a fuck. Like, who cares? Just, I, I wonder why more people don't dabble in that so, genre. This is, and this is like my perspective. I've been obsessed with aliens since I was really young, dude. I grew up in the country. I lived in a house that was like just me and my aunt's house in the middle of fucking nowhere, surrounded by cornfields. I had the most beautiful view of the sky growing up. And there's definitely things where I'm like almost sure that I've seen some shit, man, like in the sky and stuff. And like I've had dreams throughout my life that are fucking terrifying that all like revolve around aliens and shit dude and i think that like the scariest aspect of aliens aren't the actual aliens but it's like the stalking and like the the unknown like seeing something that you're unsure of and like just being followed by something and just are are, are like the 
the telekinesis powers that you know aliens are you know said to have and shit oh, like that oh yeah the the aliens in this movie can make you do things and like make you right. hallucinate basically so like those are the things that i always found to be like the most interesting and like the real horror aspects like like dude i had this fucking dream of like the road i grew up on where i'd be like driving down it and a giant fucking like ufo would like hover over my car and the road i'd be driving on would just start repeating like what? yeah like the scenery like would just end, be like bro? yeah just, just looping end, yeah. and yeah exactly like that movie dead end where it would just be looping and looping and the fucking ufo would get closer and closer and i couldn't get away because the fucking scenery was just looping dude like that shit is terrifying like i think cool shit like that in a low budget film uh, based on aliens that's where like the real horror can come from you don't have to show me the fucking gray for me to be terrified yeah, just show me a shadow, bro. That's all I need. Oh yeah, dude. Legit. No, I want to see. This. I want to see a fucking dumbass looking alien. Give me that shit. Uh, I don't give. A, I love. You know what? I love this fucking movie. I love the McPherson tape. But uh, <laughs> um, going back to like you thinking about like these fucking aliens and all that shit, and like growing up in an area like that, it's so. It would have been so easy for you to make a movie like this at your oh, house if dude. you lived in the middle of nowhere. Why didn't this happen more? It's such an easy like story to put on a sh- you know shot on video, low budget, couple hundred bucks. You can make an alien movie like this. It doesn't have to be like contamination. It doesn't have no, to be like fucking, not at all. You know anything like that. It could just be some fucking dude in a mask sitting in the shadow somewhere and you're flashing lights at people. Dude, look how effective it is. I wish more than anything that I would have been more into it and more motivated at a younger age to be into like hardcore horror fandom and stuff because I dabbled in it. I was a fan of horror movies, but I was never like uh, obsessed with like filmmaking and stuff like that as more as I am now. And like what goes into making horror films. Cause man, if I had a camera and like, the ability, my place growing up back then, like you said, it it it, would, it just lends itself to these kind of movies, man. Like just the the seclusion of where I grew up, I feel like most people would find it terrifying. But like, <sighs> man, I miss that shit. I can't wait to get back out to the country, <laughs> see some stars, see I'm, some UFOs. I, I'm about it. I'm hoping I I'm hoping I see a fucking alien or something. Bro, I have here. like I have friends growing up that will like swear on their dead mother's graves that like they have legitimately seen ufos and stuff out in the country like where i grew up like you can't tell them otherwise like they are they're as sure of it as they sure that they fucking take a shit every morning like it's so dead set in their mind it's 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 hard for me not to to believe man i mean see here i believe in aliens i don't believe that they have come to us yet i feel like we would know I feel like we would figure that one out. Like, no, I don't. I, I, I think they've come, no, bro. I don't know. A hundred percent. They've visited. I think that uh, the government is well aware. The, the government is in contact. I'm, I'm fucking deep, bro. I a hundred percent believe <laughs> I that shit. I, I think 99% of people also have no idea what a satellite looks like in the oh, sky. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think shit. a lot of, a lot of people think things like, you know, things that actually especially now it's starlink and everything people think that shit it's like a fucking alien battalion coming in 
but you know that's just my opinion everybody's allowed to have their opinion if you guys think that aliens came down already let me know convince me yeah how about that i like change my mind right let me i want to see (laughs) i want to see your proof i want to hear your stories i want to hear your fucking dad's stories your grandma's stories let's 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 go let's get this discussion going do you feel like you could like psychologically handle like a true encounter do you think it would you think it would fuck you up or do you think you'd be like no this is this is cool no i think i i don't think i'd i don't think i would be like i think it would fuck me up bro complete i don't think it would be i would be completely calm after but i don't think it would fucking ruin my life i don't think it would ruin my life but i think it would it would fuck my head up like it would i mean convince me of a lot of things that i thought were true otherwise you know like oh yeah yeah would i go around telling people probably not because well that's the other conscious i'm conscious of the general opinion of aliens and it's yeah like people are gonna think you're fucking nuts people are gonna fucking so why even bother why bother that's so tough man and like i have no proof you know that's oh my god dude this opens up such a big fucking can of worms because like of what you just said there are people that will 100 percent claim that they have been contacted they've had experiences they've been they've been abducted and what do what do people like you like you just said show me proof motherfucker blah 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 blah. you call them fucking crazy you say this you say that but if you yourself were to have an experience you wouldn't say anything because you know how the general public would react to that so why wouldn't that make you more sympathetic to the people who are claiming that they've had a real experience because you know in your heart that if you did you would know people wouldn't fucking believe you that's what makes me be like yo if someone's going out and and openly being crazy criticized knowing that the general public be like you're a fucking nutbag and are so dead set on what they believe that's hard for me not to be like yo that motherfucker might actually have had that happen to him like i could say that's in their heart every everybody who's ever had a story like that for me has never been somebody that i would trust with my life (laughs) you just think they're completely incredible i would yeah i think a credibility standpoint you see a lot like for somebody to crusade on the fact that they were abducted by a, I'm not talking about people, you know, but like how people like get like fucking crazy with this shit and they devote their life to it. You have, I feel like you may have a mental issue where if you dedicate your whole, you change the whole course of your life for something like that. You know what I mean? But imagine having an experience like that. I mean, how would it not dictate a, a change in your life that would be very dramatic if everything that you thought was real or like believed in all of a sudden has now has to be like, like, like imagine you were a fucking like some religious nutbag you're some fucking god-fearing bump em thyro or bible thumping fucking lunatic right and now all of a sudden you meet a fucking alien bro that that changes everything in your fucking life because now everything you've believed has now been totally erased by the existence of an alien how would you My not man. be like this fucking crusading type person My to man. be like i'm saying you have to look at it from a different perspective dude religious religious people in 2022 will tell you that god created the aliens dude and they said that yeah i know and that's the, okay yeah you you are 100 right in there they will fucking it's all part of the plan dude it's all part it's of the, all part it's the great yeah he made that We're but just, i'm just saying know, like whatever. i feel like to have that man like it's just such a profound experience that I, I I can't 
discredit somebody because I, I get what you're saying. There's so many of like the, the cliche cleanuses of the world, the fucking slack jawed yokels <laughs> who fucking say they've been abducted and stuff. And, and, and that, yeah, it's, it's hard to get behind that, but like, I'm a big fan of this, the topic obviously. And like, I, I listen to a lot of stuff on this and other kind of weird things that happen in the world. And there's just so many people who are completely credible, who are not like uneducated, you know, people who have fucking PhDs who have had experiences who are like, dude, I'm telling you right now, you have to take a bigger look at this kind of thing. So for me to be like, oh, everyone's just fucking has mental issues who claims that like, that's just, that's painting such a broad stroke on it, dude. Like there has to be something to it. I a hundred percent get what you're saying. My problem is the way that I look at things now in like a modern world, Anybody that you think is credible, I feel like it, like it isn't. Like it's in hard that, to believe. Like nowadays, if you have a fucking PhD, you could still be a fucking conspiracy fucking moron. Well, yeah, saying, Look at what we're, you know what I mean. Like true, the world we live in now, hundred percent, like, exactly. Yeah. Like where that like Cue clouds my shit. That that clouds this whole thing for me Ugh, even more now. It sucks because you see that people that you thought were like completely fucking like level headed and thought like you know had a clear thought process like aren't yeah well let simple divisive things tear them apart i totally i see where you're coming from there for that perspective i want to believe dude i'm a scully and i want to be a molder i know i'm a molder and and i'm just trying to convince a scully baby like we're just living in the same world (laughs) we're still in the same office (laughs) bro it's fine (laughs) so grace what are your what are your final thoughts on this thing man i think it's a cool movie um i might have been a little tough on it saying it's a one-time watch i think you could definitely you know if you revisit it after some time and and give it a fresh watch it'll definitely still hit the the same you know interesting thoughts that i think we've talked about here tonight i think the history of it and the mystery behind it is much cooler than the film itself and i think that lends into the watchability of it yeah i agree the history behind it is definitely cooler um i think you're right in in two ways that it could be a one-time watch and it also is very watchable because that one time you watch it, you'll be like, wow, that's that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. But then you're never going to have the urge to watch it again, unless you're <laughs> fucking me for whatever reason. But I, I think you should at least give it a shot. I know it's on Shudder. Um, I don't know where else you could watch it at the moment. I, it's probably on YouTube. I think it was on YouTube. But buy that Blu-ray. Regardless, support yeah. these people putting out these movies. They're doing um, a great everybody job. Gets a, everybody gets a taste of that cash when you, when you buy that stuff. But Grizz, on to more horror-related things, I guess you could say, but in the music realm. That's right. We are jumping in to the wide world of metal, Mike. And I'm going to bring you something, uh, a newer band that I've recently gotten into uh, that came up. I listened to a lot of like mixed playlists and stuff like that at the gym, and this band kind of popped up on a playlist I was listening to for Undergang. Uh, this band is called Cryptworm, one word. I'm doing a lot of worm <laughs> bands lately, I know. But uh, this one is Cryptworm, okay. uh, one word, and their newest album, Spewing Mephitic Putridity, a classic death metal name. Um, <laughs> and the, the cover art for this is like, dude, it's the first thing you mentioned when I sent it to you. It was like, dude, that fucking cover art is so fucking sick. So sick. And it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, this 
morbid fucking like decaying skull face and like this putrid stew with fucking like you know bones and shit just a classic death metal cover album uh and and i really really dig this man this is definitely not like the other death metal that we've talked about this has its own thing going on for it yes um I like that. Uh, the well, the the one thing I gotta say about this band is that it has like the Will Romer type like knew, death metal vocals. I knew you were gonna love that. Yeah, so like that should already set the tone for the the album at least. The uh, the vocals, like I, I would describe them as like 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 you said, very very morticianish. It's like uh, a guttural was set on simmer on the stove and just, just <laughs> left to fucking cook, you know, for hours. And like, that's the kind that's of so vocals funny. you get from this man. You, you know, is that like, you know, is that accurate? You see what I'm saying? Though? Yeah. 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 I think I- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a good way to describe it. And like, but then like the vocals will also go into these, like he like opens up out of that, like gurgling fucking grinding vocal into these, like, really like kind of higher pitched like wet sounding fucking noises and shit that are like really gross and cool sounding uh but the the, it's it's very much set in like a very similar tempo throughout each song they all have this same drive to them and it's all built on this really great like groove grind kind of like basis it's all very groovy all the the riffs are very like catchy and 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 based in like a very heavy like swing to them and that's what really uh, appeals to me about this album yeah this this unlike a lot of um the stuff that i cover this feels very modern yeah like the you know it's very melodic like you were saying like there's actual you know the riffs have a groove it's not just fucking like a blast with fucking whatever going over it and just I don't know. There's, there's these songs are like the vocals to me don't match the music that's playing. No shit. To me, the music that's playing is very like it's put together. It's melodic. The riffs to me are like, you know like a like a modern slam riff or whatever like that like but the vocals feel like it should be on something that was more grind yes i guess i, I, think, I don't know i'm i, I can't I, I'm, I'm having a trouble i'm having trouble putting this in the no, words I, I understand completely what you're saying and this is like definitely a marriage of grindcore and modern like like you said slam modern death metal uh because like it is very hook driven the riffs are very hooky with like the way they groove and stuff like that they catch you and you're gonna catch yourself fucking like headbanging to them and moving yeah, to them and shit like Fulci, like yeah, yeah exactly of- like that that hook driven death metal that's very popular right now but it also has these sections that are blast beats with that fucking mortician vocal so all of a sudden you're getting this like really heavy grind section you're like oh this is fucking great but then it like comes out of it into this big fucking groove that's you're not expecting because like like mike said it's not traditionally what you would get with this type of vocal and stuff like that it it does it catches you off guard but i i really dig it it's just like 
it's it's two of my favorite things going on. I'm really big into this hook, you know, like bands like Undeath and and fucking Falchi and Undergang. It's all very great riffs that'll catch you and like you just want to you can repeat those riffs in your head. And that's what this album does for me. Uh, Amorphous Transmutations. That that's my fucking song on this dude great vocals one of the catchiest fucking riffs on the entire album probably my my album or my song choice for the album so this was the first time that i've ever heard of this i i've never heard of this band never listened to any of the albums you sent it to me and i'm like okay i'm gonna listen to it um i would have to say my favorite song was premature entombment i could have called the that. one thing i the, yeah I, it, it, you could hear it like the first like fucking 20 seconds of the song it's like yeah it's, this is, it's probably this the is... most mortician-esque song on the entire it. album i love it but the one thing i have to mention about this album is like every song title like whenever i looked at it i would crack the fuck <laughs> yeah. up like it's that's just... what good death metal should be like man disgorged chunks of life immense cerebral decomposition reduced to liquefied mass great song disembowelment draped in gore premature entombment septic phlegm asphyxia <laughs> so amorphous transmutations <laughs> spewing mephetic putridity putridity and, and that is that's such a, a good fucking a song too. that's the self-title for the album and uh between that and, and amorphous <laughs> transmutations the two ending songs really good and it's not like your oh, traditional you know grindcore uh songs it's, this is like more of a death metal length songs it does have like you know a verse a chorus a bridge and all that shit it's not just a blast beat in and out so i think that uh with the vocals you're not expecting like mike said it for it to be these longer well put together songs it's it's, it doesn't lend itself to that usually i'm gonna go back and listen to some of the eps that they have on itunes really great stuff i like the name of this one verminosis that's (laughs) that's dude that's actually the one that i first started listening to uh in the gym in that album i think you will like that more than this album this album is a more produced you know album that's very much like your grindcore fucking what you're expecting from this kind of thing definitely listen to that I always look like how long it is. Three songs, 12 minutes. I could do it. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, this it's album good. was pretty, well, how, how long was this album? This, this album felt like it was 34 minutes. Yeah. It's it pretty good. It's a good listen. I like it. It gets me about halfway is, through my workout. I could listen to this in another album and it's usually, you know, this, this followed yeah. up by some cerebral rot or something. That's a good fucking day at the gym. I was going to, I I would definitely say that I would listen to this again. I added it to my fucking library. There we go. Um, it, 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 to me, this has a very, um, it has a lot of like re-listenability. If that's a fucking word. It's the hooky. You know what I mean? Like it really is. Yeah. Yeah. They're songs. You're listening to songs. You know what I mean? You're not just listening. Like uh, as somebody who fucking loves Mortician. Yeah, me too. Like, I get you, it. Dude. You can't really, you can't sit there and, and tell me you're going to fucking put that on and like groove, you know, you know it. yeah, it, it's fucking, I mean, yeah, it happens. There are, there are some riffs like that. There's, you know, those fucking more often than not though. It's just, riffs. you're getting the blast. Yeah. You're getting blasted. This is like, you could put this on and do something. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? exactly. 
I, I only listen to Mortician when I'm fucking mowing the lawn. That's I <laughs> it already sounds on. like that anyways. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That might be the most metal part of my week is mowing the lawn pl- while fucking my neighbor's Play waving with- at me. Dude, I'm dressed head to toe in black. Like I, I look like I'm going to a fucking like a Judas Priest concert. You got your I'm Mortician sunglasses there. on out there with your... <laughs> my, yeah, my Will Rommers. I got them on. I got my it. fucking jungle hat on. Jeez, uh, dude. So yes, that my- is this week's uh, Wild World of Metal. Definitely check out... I like this uh, one. Crypt Worm Spewing Mephitic Putridity. I highly recommend it. Yes, I highly recommend this one too. And Mr. Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up. That sounds but good. But before we do, we have to mention we watched the last match of Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair's last match. And it was exactly how you thought it was going to be. He yep. did not die. Spoiler. I thought he was going to for a minute at the end, bro. He, he looked, looked he rough. Looked it. He looked rough, but apparently he's just fine. He survived. No injuries, no nothing. I think uh, um, our big takeaway from that, I think we can both agree, though, is that Jeff Jarrett's got another run in him. He looks fucking oh, fantastic. Yeah. His Bandito. persona. Oh, Dude, mm-hmm. him being him I, being the ultra dick was probably I I, I love that. I want him to lane it to he's pushing fans and shit, bro. I oh yeah. give me more of that, Jeff Jarrett. Tell, telling Conrad that he shit his pants, go the fuck home and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, push Conrad. I loved it. It was so the, good. The be- best match of the night was probably the Lucha match to me. Um uh, that was fucking yeah. Bandito's fucking awesome. Taurus, Ray Phoenix, uh who the fuck was the other guy? You know, some, the some matches Durango were hit kid. or miss. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Some of them, I I see the, the issues with modern wrestling and shit. When you got a match with a 17-year-old kid who looks like my fucking nephew that I could beat the shit out of, and he's fighting a fucking four-foot meatball-looking dude who's jacked up. Like, it, it, I, I don't see the appeal, man. Like, it's just so fucking unentertaining. And I was, and like, I was just saying, to, I was like, man, like, I want to see a wrestler that I'm intimidated by. I want to see a wrestler that looks like a fucking wrestler. I don't want to think yeah. that my fucking ass sitting on the couch could fucking take anybody in the ring. And like, that's the vibe I got from a couple of those matches. Uh, but the one that four way match in particular was just fucking rough, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> my honestly, um, two of my favorite matches of the night uh was the the briscoes match versus the von erics i cannot get enough of the briscoes it feels like a fucking weed eater concert come to life in a wrestling fucking <laughs> ring dude like that's what those guys remind me of it's like dixie dave is fucking wrestling in the fucking ring with fucking that that's chicken really dude funny. and then uh my other favorite match was and my other favorite team honestly coming out of it that i will i will be following and i hope continue in this direction is brian pillman jr and arn anderson's son Dude, I fucking dig the that new four horsemen thing they got going on. Pillman as a heel is so much better than yeah, Pillman as a baby face. Yeah, we're dude, he's just arrogant, cocky fucking son of a bitch. They got the win. Like so, so good, man. Like I that feels like old school wrestling, and I really hope they do something with that direction. He looked exactly like Brian Pillman. Dude, also. better hair, though. Holy fuck. Dude, I would give both of my fucking testicles to have that motherfucker's hair, dude. God well, damn dude, it. Brian Pillman had that. He had that haircut when he, he did, was wearing it, those fucking pants. Dude, dude Pillman Jr.'s hair <laughs> is like a fucking log. unicorn, bro. It's majestic. Yeah, I wish I had any I'd hair. I'd fucking bang damn. that, dude. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> you like you like you like Brock Anderson better than the Hollywood Blondes, dude? Yeah, Not I the do. Hollywood Blondes, the the Varsity Blondes, the Varsity Blondes, dude, one hundred percent, dude. He, I think he's the perfect tag team for that team, like for 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 Pillman Junior. Pillman being the overtop, like dickish fucking heel, big persona, big moves. Anderson being the fucking like technician. The workhorse getting it fucking done. I think that's the perfect tag team. That feels like you know, like a Midnight Express kind of tag team. Like you know, you got the uh, the, the worker and the fucking showman, and that's oh, how they've always bro. been, man. It's the rock and roll, bro. Forgot to say, Ricky Morton fucking wrestling, right? Uh, yeah, he, he he lost to the fucking Pillman Junior and those guys, but dude, I mean, <laughs> good so for him funny. for getting in there, dude. He laid a drop kick that blew my fucking mind. I couldn't believe he got his big ass up there for the drop kick, but I, dude, his so son funny. looks like a fucking joke. Come on, not as good. Yeah, not like, definitely didn't inherit the uh, the magic. I guess, dude. If they fucking won that match, I was gonna protest and turn that shit off. <laughs> like he looks like such a joke. And they didn't. They didn't even ask fucking Cornette to come out, man. Come on, how do you not ask Cornette for that, bro? I'm telling you right now. There's, so, I, I. It's the competition between, because Cornette has the number one podcast in wrestling, hands down. Really, his numbers crush anything Conrad does. Like he is the fucking man in wrestling podcast. Wait, really? Yes, 100. percent Look at the fucking number, the charts. Cornette's number one. Wow. Like it has been for a long time. So, like, his direct competition is Conrad Thompson. And in your number one, what do you never do? You never mention your competition. You don't mention Unless the fucking us. underdogs, you know? Unless you're us. Unless you're us, yeah. But so, like, I, and I told you, dude, like, I haven't heard High them mention. High all ships, bro. I've never heard him mention the fucking last match. They're not talking about it. Like, they should have definitely. I feel like Cornette should have been there. It would have been great. The, the history of Cornette and then Jim Croc, dude, should have been there, hundred percent. But no mention of it, so I don't think it's yeah. ever going to be mentioned by by Cornette's team. We'll see, we'll see. Um, overall, I give I give the show a B. I give SummerSlam yeah, a B also. I didn't watch the Slam. I'm still waiting it out. I want I want the fresh, uh, I want the fresh, you know, storylines to come out, and I want the full Vinceisms to be gone. So yeah. You, you want it? You want to? Comp- yeah, they're emptying the pool. They're yes. they're shocking it right now. You know, I and saw I saw what Triple H did with NXT a few years ago, and I liked that direction that they were going in. I I I, I thought that was was decent for that era. So if he can do something similar and and you know make some fucking superstars again, dude. Jesus Christ, that's the issue over there. They got nobody that anybody cares about. They got they got rid of too many people. They fucked up too many people. Like dude, Karrion Cross. Now he's like Killer Cross, whatever. That dude looks like a fucking straight fucking killer. <laughs> looks like a like, fucking wrestler, dude. A hundred percent. And he could he's work. He's like Batista yes. 2.0. Yeah, he definitely. You know what dude, I mean? like, I, yeah, I got that vibe for sure. And his and his lady's boobies were all hanging out everywhere. Bring them back. <laughs> She's a wrestler too, I think. Really good. Not to see her get. She down. was in NXT. Right. I don't know if she wrestled, but she was. I, I didn't. I didn't keep up with NXT that much. But how about how about fucking you know, Connie's wife pulling Karen's hair there at the end? That was that's fun, so dude. Funny. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking the funny. Seeing finish. them all fucking involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, B. Yeah, B. It's okay. It was we got fun. it to just get it. We're, we're wrestling fans, of course. We're gonna fuck. We watch everything. Yeah. Whatever. At least fun. I watch everything. 
Um, Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at BadTasteVideo.com. Oh, man, I wanted to try to do that all as fast as I could. <laughs> Let me try that again. Wait, wait, wait. Lay it on him. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. You can please, oh man, please oh, subscribe so to our Twitch. <laughs> Let me try it once more, guys. Let me try it once more, go. guys and girls. Everybody. All right, all right. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please like and subscribe our Twitch, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. And please check out our Etsy page. Um, it's linked in both our uh, fucking profiles that was i'm pretty impressed right now like the machine laid it down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah machine gun mic right there now you go. that's gonna be my new thing uh yeah so we will be doing our live twitch stream next week 1981 the year in horror let yes, us know what you want to talk about join us in the chat uh spam us what movies you want to talk about we can tell you that we fucking don't like them or we do like <laughs> yeah, them or it's, it's pretty much it. i don't know yeah yeah a lot of a lot of faulty talk probably uh oh, should yeah. be good so twitch.tv slash bad taste video please uh follow us there's like some metric for us to become a partner and i still don't understand what it is but we're, we'll get we're trying to get there we'll get there we'll get there if you're if you are a listener to us and you've listened this far in the episode and you understand twitch please explain let it to me us. now yeah. yeah please let me know how we can do this all right we will see you next week live on twitch see ya